It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And now uh, we have the uh, controller of the state of New York, uh, Tom DiNapoli. And, uh, you know, there's such a big exodus. We've been asking Tom DiNapoli how that, how that, uh, hurts our tax revenue and our budgets. Tom DiNapoli, what the heck is going on? Hey, John. Hey, Rita. It's great to be back with you. Well, we, um, you know, I'd say we've got good news for now in that uh, the current budget seems to be holding together. And in fact, the uh, latest update that we had in terms of tax collections were uh, a little bit ahead of the updated projections. But the problem is, uh, or the challenge, I should say, is those those projections were lowered. So when you look at the revenue we have right now, it's certainly much lower than it was uh, a year ago. And one of the real areas of concern as we look moving forward, uh, our personal income tax collections are down compared to last year. They actually are lower than the projections. So as we've talked about on your show before, since our state is very reliant on the personal income tax, uh, the fact that um, that part of our tax base uh, is not coming in as strong as, it was as, a, as, as even even the updated projections we're, we're not making. That that is a was a it thirty one percent below. Uh, year over year, it was uh, a significant drop. Yeah, I mean, uh, compared to last year, it, it, it's it's it's. Does that, that include sales tax? No, that's just on the personal income tax. That's How about sales tax? tax? How did that uh, fare? Sales tax in the latest numbers, actually, June seems to have picked up a little bit. April and May were, were really sluggish. It was only about a 1% increase each month. of The numbers I've seen so far for June looks like it's up a little over 5% for the state. That's after April and May were only up about 1.5 and 1.1. So it looks like sales tax is, is not as strong as it was last year in terms of growth, but June seems to be doing Doing better than we were doing in April and May, you know. So I think to a certain extent, some of this is starting to level off. But I think the problem is with the financial plan, and we just put our analysis out today. The, the division of budget is brought down by five billion dollars a year for the next few years. The revenue picture. So the out-year budget gaps next year, uh, John, is going to be nine billion dollars over thirteen billion dollars the two years after that. So you're starting to see, as opposed to a year ago when we were projecting budget balance for the next few years. We're now projecting budget gaps. Tom, it's uh, Richard Weinberg. Welcome hey, back. Thank uh, you. What about the local real property taxes? How does that impact the? Uh well, because of inflation, we we just well to keep in mind the property tax doesn't affect the state because there's right. no state property tax. But for the locals, as right. you point out, we just put out the uh, the numbers that it, it can't exceed two percent because of the high inflation. Uh, so it's going to be at the maximum two percent. So that's going to also put some pressure on on the local uh, budgets, no doubt. Because the other factor that's going to impact the local governments is that the federal relief money obviously is being spent down. The state budget this year came up with significant money, particularly for our school districts. Uh, But if we're going to have some budget gaps going into next year, the year after that, you know, will we be able to continue that level of support for our schools? And for the property tax, the the big burden really is the school tax, right? When you, when you really look at the breakdown. So, so as I said at the outset, okay for now, but we have to be very mindful of what the revenue trends are going to be the next few months. Look at spending very carefully, and I think next year's budget process is going to be uh, with a much more limited revenue picture than we had this year. 
you know, Tom, um, we've talked also about in the past the price of all the migrants, too, in New York. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, the price tag keeps going up and up and up and more mega centers. There was a big headline today about some more mega centers. Um, New York, I mean, it's busting at the seams, $8 million plus a day. It's probably right. more now. So it's into the billions. And although there's been some help from Washington, it's been nowhere near uh, to deal with the expense and more people are coming in. And that certainly has not been factored into the long term financial plan for the city or, or for the state. It's certainly driving uh, the, the out-year gaps that uh, the city's uh, going to be projecting as well. I mean, the, the, one bit of, of, of positive news that I should mention is that at the state level, and credit to the governor and the legislature for this, our reserves are, are built up higher than ever. So if we had a short-term a shortfall within the current year, current year, we'd be able to cover it. But you, you don't want to balance your budget by, by expending your reserves, right? That, that's really there for an emergency. What you really need to do on the front end is make sure that structurally your budgets are in balance, that your recurring revenue is aligned with recurring spending. And, and if the revenue is going to start to, you know, to be uh, coming in not as strong as projected, well, we may have to adjust spending in that regard then. Yeah, big time. By the way, I want to also thank you, uh, Tom, because last time when you were on the show, you talked about um, an incident that happened with troopers. And I yeah. used it on my back, the blue, at the ten, oh, on the 10 o'clock show here. I gave you a good, uh, a good credit and shout out. So well, thank you. I, I love that segment when you do the show. Thank you. Craig Eaton? Tom, it's Craig Eaton. Uh, good to talk Hi, to Craig. you. But, yeah. you know, the problem is that, that everyone's leaving New York. We have a lot of people leaving New York, going to Florida, North Carolina, Texas, elsewhere. And we're filling in those people with migrants. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, how are we going to, to balance our budget? How are we going to increase our personal income taxes if we're getting rid of people who are the, the richest people in New York and the people who are earning and, and putting migrants in their place? I mean, it's yeah. just it's a dangerous, dangerous thing that's going on here. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, you're absolutely right. Some people are leaving, but not everybody is. And when, when you know, the real challenge is getting the hard data. But some of the more recent data I've seen looks like the out-migration of the higher-income New Yorkers is, it's not, certainly not ended, but it's not as severe as it was, uh, like around, tw- you know, 2020, you know, certainly when the pandemic kicked in at high gear. So I think some of that may be starting to level off. But the real challenge with, you know, behind your question is that folks don't realize how much our state budget depends on the personal income tax. And the top 1% of taxpayers pay over 40% of, of that revenue. So, you know, it's very important to us that we have wealthy people continuing to live in New York because they are paying a significant part of that personal income tax that supports the schools and the healthcare system and everything else. So it is an issue that we're going to have to be very mindful of. I think tax policy is part of what drives people to leave. There are other issues too, though, and that gets back to the whole quality of life issue, issue of crime, uh, cleanliness, homelessness, all those other issues that are uh, really of concern, not just in in New York City, but, you know, uh, I travel across the state. There are those concerns in other parts of the state as well. So we, we really have our work cut out for us to keep New York as a place that people want to live and work and continue to be here. Yeah, you got your hands full. Wow, wow, wow. Well, we, we all do, you know, and, 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 and I, I look, I, I'm born and raised in New York. I don't intend to live uh, anywhere else. But we have to be honest that there are some real challenges, and some people are choosing to uh, to express their opinion by, by moving away, and, and more often than not, they are at the higher income level, and that is going to have Tom, an impact on our tax base. Tom DiNapoli, we're going to have to break, but before we break, if if New Yorkers felt safer, they'd stay in New York. 
Yes, I think you're right. Because there's so many other advantages as to why you want to be in we New love York. We want to feel safe. You're right. We love New York. I yeah. don't want to see anything bad happen to New York. But these people the uh, that that are voting for the defund police, etc., you know, if they keep New Yorkers safe, they will stay in New York. Thank you. Well, we have a new police commissioner, and we wish him success. That's going to be very important, John. You're absolutely right. Thank you so yes. much, and we'll All catch right. up. Thank you, John. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thanks. you, John. Take care.